gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Cox ATA Martial Arts. The adventure begins. Comics and more. And Comic Palooza. Proudly bring to you the reigning undisputed radio tag team champions of the world. The Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Station. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Check us out at NerdThugRadio.com and also interact with us at Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. Yeah. We are Nicolas Les. Nicolas Les? Nicolas Les. That's, that was his dinosaur name. Uh, it sounds like a Russian Nicholas Les. <laughs> you know, you should really start introducing yourself as the talent Corey DLG. As the talent. Yeah, don't just say Corey DLG anymore. Be the like, talent Corey DLG. The Captain Joey Savage and the, the talent, talent Corey, Corey DLG. DLG. I introduced you that way multiple times this weekend. That's at true. Palooza. That's true. Uh, here we are, boys. Comic Palooza has come and gone again. I am exhausted. Jeez, me too. <laughs> this is our fourth year covering. Comic Palooza. Is that right? It, it sounds accurate. <sighs> is it? Is that right? Yeah, uh, that's yeah. our fourth year. Yeah. Because we went year one when we first started. Yeah, we went right away. Yeah. And uh, we were like a month in. And then uh, we had year two where we got the media passes and mm-hmm. we did a lot of videoing stuff. And then last year we started the panel run. This year we did three panels as well. I think they did very well. Yes, I think it did. I, we, had a lot, we had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of people coming up to us yeah. afterwards. So I want to give a shout out to. Uh, Nerd Foo. Yes. And the Nerdy Bees. I can't really say their name. Yeah, it's sort of unfortunate their name, but if they're a great podcast, and you guys checking both check, of them out. Check both of them out. Uh, we had a great amount of fun. Yes. The uh, first inaugural annual CEC Esports Championship was there. That's right. The College Esports Championships were there. ESPN put on a great production. Uh, Blizzard was obviously hosting. These are all Blizzard games. We are going to have an interview in a, later in the show where Corey DLG uh, got to speak with uh, one of the higher-ups at Blizzard. Yes, the director of Global Esports. That's <laughs> such a great title. It's a, it's a baller title. I want to be like director of Global something. Anything, for right? Radio. I want to be right. director of Global anything. So we got that coming up later in the show. Uh, next segment we have, uh, since it's Comic Palooza and it's Games Galore, we've got an interview with um, a good buddy of ours we've just met who has created... A Easy Profit Game. Yeah, he's created this really cool game, and so we're going to talk some more about that. But first, let's do this. Let's just recap Ooh. this year's Comic Palooza. Comic Palooza, which they should rename to Nerd Thugapalooza. You know, I, uh, I suggested it to a couple people this year. So I'm not going to be shy. Okay. okay. Uh, I wasn't shy last year about my disappointment in year 10. You know, what, you know what's interesting, though, is I feel like people heard it. Like, they did, because... A, they asked us to come back and do more stuff, and Correct. they gave us media passes, so they Correct. didn't get too upset. Right. Uh, but B, I think this year, uh, the con was ran a little bit better and more efficient and had more things going on. My biggest gripe last year was there was no sports involved. Correct. Um, and as we know, pop culture has, you know, it's tons of ties. Roller derby, Quidditch, all kinds of all that wrestling. Stuff, all that stuff, and it wasn't there last year. This right. year, they brought in this Literally e-sports. the biggest sports company you can Dude. find. So I was in Vegas not long ago. Okay. And when we were at one of the casinos, I can't I think it was Caesars maybe. 
I could be totally wrong. We were at one casino. We were walking through, and Vegas has started building some of these esports uh, arenas. And I saw one. And I was like, "Oh my dude, that thing is amazing!" Um, and seeing something like that was almost to that level just at Comic built, Palooza, just built, just on, the built on the fly at the GRB. I mean, that play was impressive. It was. It, it really was. the The screen was huge. Uh, there was a massive. I mean, how long do you would you say that was? Twenty five, thirty five. Yeah, feet. There was a massive LED screen that's... They had the announcers going that you could hear while you were sitting and watching. Mm-hmm. There was a separate group running tournaments there that mm-hmm. I, someone was commentating as well that was going on. Correct. Uh, that company was mainline. They are a Houston-based production company. Okay, cool. They came in... So ESPN obviously doesn't like travel like with... like They don't bring like their stringers and their setup guys. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so mainline actually did the production stuff. For ESPN here today, this is this weekend. Okay, and they also got to they also held their own uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Tournament, which was cool. Uh, cash prize to the winner was two thousand dollars. That's pretty neat. Um, the college esports obviously they're playing for scholarships, and only the winners get scholarships. Right, just the wieners. Just the wieners. Now everybody else wound up with a trip to Houston and to hang out at Comic Palooza. Uh, it's almost like I mean, if you lost first round, you got to hang out at Comic Loser for two days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hotel, everything. Right, let's right. go play. Let's go play, man. Let's go play. Yeah. Uh, let's just play video games to the side. Let's go hustle money on the side video games. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Right? I I am now a professional gamer. You are. I entered you and Nico in uh, <laughs> video game tournaments. I I came in second place. I won cash prize in a free pass next year. That's right. I which can. we will more than likely. Um, Giveaway? I um no, I, I promised it to the first place winner. He was a very nice kid. Oh, so he didn't win a pass. He won a pass also, but he he was there with his sister and he talked about how this was their first year and they were very excited. Oh, okay. And he had been at the whole time. The one question he had is, uh, are we playing for a one day or a three day? Okay. When he found out it was a three day pass, he got pumped and he was like, this means I only have to buy one next year. Okay. And I told him, I said, tell you what, kid, because he was very excited, and we obviously have the press passes and stuff like that. It's kind of a, it's kind of an empty prize for me to accept. So I told him, I said, listen, I shot him an email there on the spot, and I said, next year, if you hold on to this email and you email me back, I will sell you the ticket at a, at a very tiny, reasonable rate. I told him 25 bucks. You know these things go for, like, what is it, 80 or whatever. That way he can go and enjoy it and bring somebody. Or so not only are you a professional video game athlete, I am. You were also a philanthropist. I I am a generous athlete. You should just give it to him. Let's not get crazy. Um, <laughs> I, did, so I did come in second. That was fun. And, you know, we hosted three panels. Uh, all three panels were, were pretty successful. Uh, we did a couple podcasting ones, a wrestling one, which we'll talk more about on the wrestling show later this week, Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Ooh, um, I like what you did But, there. you know, I just feel like the show in all – was ran a little more efficiently this year than in the past. I absolutely agree. Um, so a little insider baseball, kind of some some rumors that I heard from multiple multiple people. Um, the guy who ran Comic Palooza for years sold it. He sold it. So yes. la- so two years ago, Houston bought in halfway. He was still the managing partner. Right, right. This last year was Houston's first year to completely own it, and they kind of underprepared. Yes, they did. Um, their response to the overwhelming, I, I don't want to say a negative response because comic losers are fun and all that, but there was plenty of people that with fair criticisms, and the response to that was um, do a much better job this year. Yeah. Do something better, please. Right. Um, you know where I think, so in the past, um, 
they have tried to go. They've tried to go out and get as many like big name celebrities, right? Correct. Uh, this year they didn't really do much of that. Okay, so no, I thought what they did was very smart. Amelia Clark, uh, the other chick, and Natalie Emmanuel, and then Gus uh, Grant Gustin mm-hmm. were the three biggest names. I think what they did was very smart because I imagine Amelia Clark is not in, is not a, a cheap get no. right now. Um, I mean, they, so they, they I think did. what they did is they went and got two huge. I'm gonna say both of them are huge stars oh. this instant yep. in the pop culture realm. Then they got a medium star, Grant Gustin. I think Grant Gustin's a pretty. I mean, he is, but it's television. Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. And it's a non-cable network. Well, you, that's, when, I wanna, you, when you look at it, they did that, and then they did some cool stuff. They went, you know, retro. Got the Animaniacs that's, in. That's what I was gonna say. They brought you know the Tick guys in from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Or like in the past, I mean, there was was it two years ago the entire like Marvel cast. Oh, it was, it was uh, John Berthenau. It was um, yeah, it was the, the guy who played was, Danny Rand. It was the year of the Defenders. All of them were there. All of them, but Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox is canceled well, he two was, years he, in a row. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was there the year before that too. No, he was booked both years. Canceled, he canceled both. Well, we can't see how to get there. That's true. Um, and then they also had uh, several people from the CW shows. They had the the, the females there, right? And, and they so actually that did, like, area the whole girl was so huge. Panel. And so I feel like when you do that, you, know, you have a lot of people who gravitate that way, and right. they get held up in those long lines and that's what they're there for and the rest of the show kind of suffers well this year they didn't there was only a couple people with long lines right Right. and so then you know everyone got to enjoy the show and to be clear though they did get a lot of they they spread it around they got a bunch of anime the voice actors they got a bunch of like my hero academy was that right uh academia academia yes one of those two words um and then they got a couple of old wrestlers lita and uh stratus were there they then went and got some you know other People like good TV con people some to start little, little old school Star Trek mm-hmm. um, in there. They had some old lost folk, <laughs> but then I feel like also like just with the way the floor was set up this year was even different. Like they yes last year it ke- seemed like it was very, puzzle pieced together and but it was very they, sectioned. This year they very sectioned. Very you know here was the art, here was this, here were your shops. Here this was your year it felt very shuffled, which I think is a better thing probably for everybody because what it means is. You know, you're going to be walking through the whole time, and everyone has an opportunity to make money. If if your shops are on one end and your artist alley is on the other, yeah. you're going to spend your money on one side or the other, but not both. And they kind of blended a little better this year. I mean, there was yeah. still a definite yeah, there was still divide neighborhoods, but um, yeah, it was just it was planned out well. Um, security was tight on lock, uh, even with the rain that happened all yes, weekend. Yes, the rain, which was Di- tremendous, it didn't really stop anybody. No, Saturday was. Jam packed. Even with it being on Mother's Day, uh, yesterday it was jam packed for yeah, Mother's I, Day. I will say it. Pro- the attendance probably will be down. The final figure will probably be lower than last year. I would think so. But I. But uh, the two big things being a the weather and b last year not being a great year. I think this year should be considered as a, a, a the number great may be success. down, but the uh, positivity rating yeah, absolutely through absolutely. Roof. And it was fun, you know. We did uh, we did a panel, and I heard a guy say, "I've been like these cons ten years in a row." And so, yeah, I um, I kind of see the same things over and over again. And I was like, you know, I'm trying to get that too. And so this year, we I, we really as nerds like we kind of expanded ourselves a little bit, absolutely, and opened it up and, and experienced more, took in more, met more people. Uh, and, and had a really good time. You know, I, as I was walking that first day, and I know we're getting up here against a break, the first day we did a good panel, and we hung out with a few people afterwards, and they asked us a bunch of, bunch of questions. And uh, today, I'm walking the floor, and those people 
like saw, stopped me. Like, hey, yeah. Like radio. How are you guys doing? I saw like, Stitch probably like three times that day, and I and I kept just pointing at him. And they're like, man, thank you so much. Like you guys helped us so much, and you know that was that was real rewarding as well. Like you know, we I feel like we made a bigger impact this year as well. So it was I a good year so for too. Radio. I, I agree. We're gonna jump out to break when we come back. We're gonna talk about this new game with a friend of ours, and then we'll see you on the flip side. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. And me, Ned. Uh, we told you guys we had a guest for this week's show, and boy, do we have a smart one. That's Corey right. DLG, why don't you go ahead and tell us who we're talking to? This is Jared, the creator of Easy Profit Game. It's going to be launching on Kickstarter tomorrow. We're going to have him on. He's going to tell you what it's all about. We're going to have some fun with him. And then you're going to go tomorrow and you're going to buy yourself a copy of Easy Profit Game. Sounds like a plan. What's up, Jared? Hey, guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Excited about the launch tomorrow. We are excited about that launch as well. Why don't you go ahead real quick, give us the Cliff Notes version of what Easy Profit Game is all about. So the Cliff Note really starts with uh, my history with business. I've owned and, and bought, sold, failed, succeeded in multiple businesses over the last uh, 25 years. And the one area that I never really liked was the financial management. And frankly, I, I'm not even, I know like making money is important. That's part of, you know, the, probably the biggest reason why we do business is to have that financial freedom. But the, the management of it, I swear to God, the people who operate and run the, the financial management industry, they absolutely make it as complicated as possible. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I totally understand People that. who just want to run a business and so it's it, seriously like it took me years to figure it out because i hated it so much i just like paid somebody else to do it i'm like do we have money in the bank cool let's go you know <laughs> and uh and and the reality is is i eventually i i got over the hump and i learned it and i thought you know this is really frustrating like they do a bunch of stuff that's really stupid like it just doesn't even make sense and so i tried to simplify it i did simplify it and then uh one of my companies is a where it's a franchise company called Yellow Van Handyman. We license franchises uh, around the country, and we also we have another brand called Hot Feet Fitness that we we also franchise. And so we have franchisees that we support, and we want them to understand finance. They they came to us because they want to have a successful business, and and it just isn't that easy. And and when you really look at like big picture, like if you suck at money then you don't have a good marriage. You don't have a good life. You don't sleep well. You're not healthy. I mean, it just leads to all kinds of life problems. Cool. So, you just literally described Corey's life. Wow, that's right. He did. He really <laughs> he did. did. He did. Wow. Wow. He nailed it, Jared. That's, that's my problem. Jared, can you, you be my life coach? Yeah. 
guys are ruthless. You know what's funny ruthless, though is you're totally accurate. you're totally right. This was just in the headlines the other day, not going political, but this was in the headlines. Bernie Sanders released a bunch of his tax returns, and the and the newspapers looked at him, and they found a flaw in like an eight year old return where he did it himself by hand, and he owed like five grand still in taxes. You're right. This whole thing is very complicated. Money is messy. Yeah, it is very complicated, and so I once I got my arms around it, so one of the, I would say my trademarks is that I, I constantly have to simplify things. So I'm going to date myself here a little bit, but there was a movie about, I don't know, probably 25 years ago, it was called Big. And Love Tom Big, Hanks Tom Hanks, yes. And yeah, and, and, and he was sitting at the conference room table, in this, you know, and he was the kid at the time, and he's like sitting there, and like they're there, it was like a toy company, and they're all like showing their ideas for toys or whatever. He's just like sitting there with this confused look on his face, and they look at, you know, they ask him, like, well, what's wrong? What? And he's just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't, and, and it was basically saying as a kid, like, your toys suck, they're stupid, they're not, not fun. I'm not sure why you would put money into producing them because they're not fun. And that's exactly the way I am with like everything. Like, I'm not super quick. I'm just, I have a lot more tenacity than most people, so I figure it out eventually. And so once I finally figured out finance, I was like, oh my gosh, I have got to create a game to simplify this so that everybody else can understand it too, because I'm, I'm trying to like not use foul language here, but <laughs> it's just too difficult. And so I just simplified it, made a fun game. It is, it is really cool. I mean, it's so cool. Literally, I'm not kidding you. My kids love this game, and they're teenagers, so uh, it's a, it's fun. One thing, one thing I definitely think you're on the right page about is that like we no longer teach the financial financial principles to people anymore. There was a class that people used to take. Uh, it was called home ec, but it would teach you about life yeah. skills. It would teach you. I took home ec one and two, but they got rid of it now. Like people don't take home ec anymore, and like there were things it taught you, like how to sew buttons on shirts and how to cook cookies and, and how to balance a checkbook. And like it taught you about life living and people don't do that anymore. Precisely. So what happens is you get incredibly educated, intelligent individuals leaving college who all of a sudden have no practical skills. They have zero life skills. Yeah. And you, you just defined why uh, nobody writes checks anymore because they're not taking home ec for their home ec teacher to tell them how to write a check. Right, exactly. Uh, funny story. One of my one of my best friends was one of my uh, early roommates growing up, and I had to show him how to write a check the first month. He literally brought his yeah. checkbook to me, and he goes, um, "Teach me." He goes, "How do I give you the money?" Teach me. <laughs> so you've yeah, now created exactly. you've created this fun environment and a game to teach people how to manage money. Um, what's what's the age group for this? If, you know, most games are going to say. You know, five to ninety-nine or thirteen and above. Like, what what is the target age for for a game like this? We pinned it at eleven and above. Uh, but the reality is, like, one of the guys on my staff, his son is eight. He's played the game. He loves it. Uh, we're we're thinking about doing a kids version. We're also thinking about doing a more extreme version that's like over the top accounting. Oh I'll obviously have to get some help with that. But uh, <laughs> you know, that that would be for like you know, college CPA type students or just, you know, brainiacs who love looking at counting beans and all that kind of stuff. and want The bean counters. Something like that. So, yeah, 11, yeah, generally 11 and up, uh, and it's fun. I mean, it's really cool because parents can prep their kids for being more financially, you know, well-rounded, you know, generally. I mean, really what the game – like financial management of a business is, for me, 
in my unhealthy years was like you look at the bank account and if there's money in there you're you're good okay but with this what i found out over time is, is there's actually some reports and some tools that are pretty standard in business that allow you to take your business as if it was in an aquarium and, it, and it's a small aquarium so if like nico was holding it up he could like spin it and look inside the aquarium from all the different sides Ooh, nico. Ooh. and that's what when you understand the financial side of your business, you can pick it up and you can rotate it and you can look at it financially from different angles. And it helps you to like go, oh my gosh, I actually know what's going on in my business now financially, more so than do I just have money in the bank. And, and that's what I built into the game was basically to learn how to look at your business in a three-dimensional view financially. So let's say or somebody life. walks it, in. It applies to home too. I mean, your home finances, the same thing. Anywhere you have money coming in and money going out, this applies to it. Well, that's what I was going to say to you. So, so let's say somebody walks in and they know zero about money. Let's say someone's a college graduate. They just graduated. Their parents get them the easy profit game as a gift. They say, here you go, son, daughter, person. Now I want you to play this game to learn the skills. What are they going to know by the time they're done playing the game? What are they going to be able to do from playing your game? Well, first of all, it's very interesting because uh, when you first got on a bicycle, you were obviously learning how to ride a bike, but you didn't realize that you were learning a skill that was never going to go away. It was always going to be in your back pocket. And I'll say that when somebody plays this game, they're going to first of all have fun, and they're probably not going to fully recognize how much they actually learned by playing it until they need that knowledge later so but in technical terms those crazy cpa type people <laughs> those bean counters yeah a profit and loss statement is really just an it's an income statement it shows how much money is coming in and where your money is going out and then there's also a thing called a balance sheet which shows the balance between your your uh, liabilities and your assets and then there's a, a statement of cash flows or cash flow statement which kind of shows like, well, where is my money going every month and, you know, and that sort of thing. So those are technical terms. We try to stay, I try to stay far away from financial industry jargon because frankly, I'm not that good at it, but I learned how to understand finance from a very simple view for simple minds like mine who just want to know, like, I don't care about all the gap type principles and all that stuff. I just want to know how to, you know, look at my, finances at home or in business and, and make sure that they're healthy. So so the Easy Profit game is going to be available on Kickstarter. Um, yeah. With with the last two minutes we've got here, kind of walk us through how did you decide on Kickstarter? What are the goals? What are some of the, the prizes? Walk us through. So someone listening today, when they go to bid, how much money are you trying to raise and what are you trying to get from it? So the big deal with Kickstarter and why we wanted to do crowdfunding was because I wanted to get out of the gate with a few thousand games sold so that we could get some momentum. And, and I, I want to be able to get the PR from that to be able to drive future sales. So we have a website already at easyprofitgame.com. But if we went there, you know, we just drive sales. It's like, okay, we're going to, over time, we're going to drive however many sales. We, have, we bought thousands of games. We haven't ordered them yet, but we're going to, you know, once, the, once we know how many we need for, for the Kickstarter. Right, right. Uh, but I think it'll, it'll open up more doors. It'll get more games out there, get more people talking about it. 
you know, get reviews on board game geeks and those kind of things. Sort and, of a soft and, open. You know, uh, yeah. And, and I think there's other opportunities for the game too. I want to host the game at conferences uh, for different companies or different gatherings of people who just want to learn more about the game. The game is super fun to play. So I think there's some other opportunities in addition to just, you know, selling a bunch of games on Kickstarter. And at the end of the day, uh, it's a great way to just launch it out, get a bunch of PR, sell a bunch of, of the games and help fund the process. You know, I've been designing this game for almost five years. We did it for our franchisees to start with, and then we refined it, redesigned, you know, made it really like, you know, retail ready. And, um, and as far as the deals on Kickstarter, obviously you save a lot of money. It's a, it's a more, it's a, it's more expensive than Monopoly, but it's, it's, um, it's, I feel like it's more special than Monopoly. It's not, you know, Monopoly, all you get out of it is that fun you had and the relationships that you had when you were doing it. But this, you actually get the same thing. You get the fun and the relationships in that time, but you also get some knowledge that's going to help you for the rest of your life. So the game retails for $69.99. You can get it on Kickstarter for, uh, I believe it's like $49.99 or something like that. So it's, it's, it's a pretty good deal. It's a great game. It's beautiful, well-made, high-quality, super fun. That's awesome. Thank you very much, Jared. We, we appreciate your time today. So go to kickstarter.com for the Easy Profit game. It's going to be launching tomorrow morning. Get on there, kickstarter.com. Check it out. And what's the website again? Easyprofitgame.com. All right, Jared, thank you very much, man. And we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey talent- DLG. <sighs> you said we were up against time here. The talent Corey DLG. You listen to us on Conos FM 104.5, 106.1. Before we jump into Corey's awesome interview with uh, the Blizzard Kim chick. fan. The Blizzard chick. I like that better. That's like a comic book name. <laughs> it is. Let me talk to you about my friend, the Nerd Ninja, over at Cox ATA Martial Arts. As a leader of martial arts with two community locations, boys and girls. One in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They got everything to jumpstart your self-fitness goals. They teach you self-defense, everything else. Mention Nerd Thug Radio, you're going to get two free weeks of training. Because at Cox ATA, we build leaders, we teach life skills, we leave a legacy. Let's go skiing. Hey, Conroads, Corey DLG, and with me, we have a very, very special guest today. This is Kim Fan with Blizzard, the director of Global Esports. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am great. We are here at Comic Palooza. We're hanging out. Um, it's kind of cool that you guys are here. You guys are here with ESPN. Do uh, yes. you want to tell a little, everybody a little bit about the event you guys are uh, running this weekend? Yes, uh, this weekend is the ESPN Collegiate Esports Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first of its kind. We have uh, typically held our Esports Collegiate Finals uh, separately. So last year there was Overwatch uh, 
collegiate finals with Fiesta Bowl. Um, you know, we did our Heroes of the Dorm in another location and our Hearthstone Championship separately. So this is the first year we brought it all under one roof. Well, uh, which method do you prefer? Um, as there's pros and cons to both. It's very exciting to see it come together in this way just mm -hmm. because you see the, the different gaming communities uh, all come together. And because it's around collegiate, I think there's camaraderie there. A lot of, like a young energy kind right, of. Right, there is. And so I, I like this uh, approach. Um, you also get to expose different audiences to different games, um, but the thing what the common the common ground is, is collegiate yeah. colleges here. They're cheering. There's um, camaraderie there. You you want your your favorite school to win. So the set is beautiful. So run me through a little bit of the kind of conversation. How did ESPN get involved with this as well? So we've worked with ESPN before in the past. Um, one of our first broadcasts, I think, the first collegiate esports broadcast on ESPN was with Heroes of the Dorm, and their partnership there was great. We, we um, learned a lot. Um, it was the first time we put an esports um, finals for, for college um, at that level. Um, and so then from there, we've always stayed in touch with ESPN. I think it's more about the opportunity. They yeah, really... that's a phone number you don't want to lose usually, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, their history and their background is with college sports. Correct, and so um, they're certainly interested in getting involved in esports. Um, they have been doing a lot of writing and, and coverage. Um, I think it's just a perfect event for them to get behind. And we are big fans of ESPN. And so when the opportunity presented itself, we were super up. excited to work together. And Houston's a great location to kind of have it at. Um, the good energy loses a big event. Uh, so it kind of makes it feel a little more event-esque. Yes. Um, so one of the things that's kind of interesting about all this, um, Blizzard, you guys have a great history of sort of like being very involved in the gaming community. Uh, so you were a little bit of a gamer too, right? Yes. Okay, you want to talk about that? I've been a gamer since I was five years old. That was the first time I was uh, exposed to an Atari. Nice. Um, and I think since then, loved video games. Um, always played console games up until college. Didn't have a, a computer growing up. And so. Yeah. When I was in college, I, there was the computer labs, and that's when I was exposed to PC games. And that's how I, I came to learn about Blizzard games, such as StarCraft Brood War, Warcraft 3, etc. So it's been a part of me my whole life. That's awesome. Yeah, I did. Uh, StarCraft 2 is, is one of the championship games this, this event. Yes. That's got to be probably, and feel free to correct me, because I'm not going to argue with you about this, one of the oldest games that still has like a, I mean, it's just a large following for a video game, at least. StarCraft II at this point is almost eight years old, nine years old? I would say. I think we're reaching our 10-year anniversary okay. this year. Uh, it was it launched in 2009. Okay. And yeah, I was... Yeah, I so, was... <laughs> I knew everything about, like, who I lived so with at the time. Yeah, I had some roommates, <laughs> and I was like, I know... You're pretty good. You're good. That's good. All right. Uh, yeah, so um, it's almost 10 years now, celebration of StarCraft II, but StarCraft as a, as an IP has been around even longer yes. with StarCraft Brood War. Brood War almost, yeah. it almost felt like they were never going to do a sequel, right? Because Brood, <laughs> Brood War itself is probably even older than 10 years, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, totally. It's been, I think, almost 22 wow. years now. Um, so it, it, it was really big. It still is very yeah, big huge, in, in uh, South Korea. Korea. Yeah, okay. Continues to be well played there. And what do you think the popularity, do you want to take a guess <laughs> at why... Like, why that game over any other game ever? I love it, but it's, it's sort of weird that that's the game everyone picked, right? My, my speculation there, because it's been so long ago, um, as I think it's the timing of when um, internet gaming rooms became really popular in South Korea. Okay, like um, the, They're known like, as PC bombs. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you know, Korea is known for high-speed internet. Um, they they had the PC bombs where 
friends come together and play. And at that time, it was maybe it was just a beautiful timing. Um, Starcraft Brood War came out, and that was a game that everybody played and went to the mm. PC Bong store. Um, and that community really grew, and it became this huge esports, mm. uh, you know, being played on live television, being sponsored by multiple. Uh, it's uh, so funny how companies. far ahead they were with everyone else on this model, right? So yeah. how much of how much of what we do now is copied from that like Korean model of like the teams and stuff like that? I would say probably the league structure is something that we've modeled a lot uh, after. Um, just content that is continuous that makes it easy for us to distribute on, okay. on you know distribution platforms. Um, the structure, the structured schedule, knowing when to look for, having teams to cheer for, having personalities and players to you know to root for. I think that's what we take away from. The challenge with uh, the West, though, is location-wise. Like, Seoul's very concentrated, right? Okay, right, easy right. to get the players all in one location. It's easy to get the fans oh, in yeah, one location. Um, you know, public transportation, very easy. Here in the States, we're spread across on a huge country, and so it's very hard to bring people together. We have to rely a lot on online tournaments, um, which is not the same as having a live event. No, it's really not, and that's, that's fair. In a lot of ways, the Internet makes things easier, but then in that way it makes it harder to host events right do you feel like i mean events are never going to go away events live events i recently spoke to somebody who said live events are, are like the last big money draw and like sponsor draw and everyone's still very in love with live events but do you feel like internet events can kind of where do you think they fit into the whole structure like uh, twitch streaming and things like that as far as events go i think it's a, they i think they need each other i think they have to rely on each other um, because the amount of, I think, content that we're creating today, um, it, it comes at a, a great cost, right? It's pretty resource intensive. And so to produce that number of events um, across the world, you know, you're either picking one location to bring everybody in. Which is a huge expense. Yes, or you're going from location to location, which is also difficult for fans to engage unless you have your schedule laid out. So people appreciate the online tournaments because of the consistency, the frequency, uh, you're able to hop on and watch and, and follow. But then the bigger moments, I think that's where we really want to get behind, you know, to have that opportunity for fans to engage, which is what you're seeing to, right. today here right. with the exactly. championship. You know, the online tournaments have been going on all, all semester long. People are able to watch. Um, schools, you know, I mean, you have schedules and finals that you have to work around with, so you can't fly students and take them away from school. So they're able to do that in the earlier stages. And then this one weekend is when Everyone's they, in one place. Mm -hmm. um, what are they, are they playing for like additions to scholarships, additional scholarships? Are they playing for cash prizes? What are they, what are they playing for this weekend? They're playing for uh, scholarship prizing. All right. So somebody's getting a free ride to Harvard out of, out of <laughs> West U is what you're saying. Um, <laughs> let, me, let me ask this. We'll get out on this. I know Blizzard and Overwatch League are sort of friends, but they're not directly connected in the sense for your division. With, yeah. Um, well, I, we're all connected now. What I currently oversee is not the Overwatch League, but okay. our teams are have all come from the same oh, team. Oh, okay, perfect. A lot of yeah. the folks that worked on my team moved over to support uh, Overwatch League. How do you feel about the model that they kind of came up with where these first two years they were hanging out in L.A.? Yep. And then just starting next season, they'll, they'll kind of, the home the homesteads will be finally at home for these teams. Yes. Do you think that that was, how do you feel about that model, just overall? I'm excited to see um, how that turns out. Like I think with the uh, Dallas homestand, you saw uh, yes, an amazing crowd, and um, there was so much energy. I think it was more than we could have expected in terms of like how it was received. Um, and I think it's a, a sneak peek into what is to come. 
Um, so I'm excited to see how that how that plays out because I, that's the fans want to engage. Absolutely, know? it's and fun to go to a live event and is. cheer for something, right? It Everybody is. can get behind something. Um, with Houston kind of being a little in like a weird situation, it's harder for for me to kind of gauge, you know, on the different fan groups and stuff that I follow because I also cover uh, Overwatch for Sports Map. Um, it's sort of a mixed bag reaction right now because, you know, the success isn't there, but also there's talk of, like, ownership changes and stuff. So it's harder for us to gauge here the fan reaction, but seeing the event on television for Dallas, I mean, it was packed. And then we're, and then we're I was kind of happy to see so many bright green things over there, too, because the Houston <laughs> Outlaws yeah, there fans was a shuttle. showed up. Yeah. There's a shuttle that took uh, several of the Houston Outlaw fans up. That's so awesome. that's what they told me. Um, it was, I mean, I, I think, Houston, I mean, Dallas was a success, and I think that, um, helps other team owners see the potential. Does that kind of give you excitement because Dallas is so far away from L.A.? And probably when you guys are talking about this internally, when someone goes, well, there's going to be an event in Dallas, some people are like, how's that going to go? Does that make everybody feel I great? Mean, personally, for me, I was excited. I'm from Dallas. Oh, that's nice. That's why I was nice. raised. So that's my hometown. And I was very excited to see that that was the first. Were, were you in the room going, no, Dallas will show. Dallas will show. <laughs> I knew Dallas. I, I know the fans in Dallas are super Hardcore. I mean, they're behind the Cowboys, the Mavericks, the Oh, so you did it. Now the interview's over. You said the Cowboys. That's it. It's out. We're out now. No, uh, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it. Uh, Is there anything you want to kind of, you want the fans to know on our way out here? Anything you want to kind of say to everybody who, this might be the first time they're encountering collegiate esports? You know, I think that um, esports continues to grow. Uh, Anytime we can introduce more people to what we're doing, I, I, would, I would love people to check it out. And it could be intimidating at first for those who don't follow video games or who don't know what's going on. I highly encourage you to come up to go, go to the event, see what it's all about, and, you know, find the person who is cheering the loudest, you know, <laughs> sit next to them and start asking questions. Because I like that. That's a good model. That community, the community, esports community is, is very welcoming, and they love to talk about their favorite uh, players, their favorite teams, their favorite sport. So don't be shy um, and don't worry about it because people will want you to join and have a great time. Well, thank you very much for your time. Kim Fan, Director of Global Esports with Blizzard. Uh, I took you away from the events long enough. Right now they're crowning a champion of something and you're not there to, to cheer them on. So let me let you go. Thank, thank you. you very much. Have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd. Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah. The show's going by like super fast. I mean, it's real easy when we let them do all the talking, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, <laughs> for, for once. Um, before we go too far or anything, I do want to say make sure to check out our Facebook page. We're doing a lot of stuff. We're going to announce a winner tonight. Tonight, we're going to announce a winner for a $50 raffle, courtesy of our friends, The Adventure Begins. Speaking of The Adventure right Begins. Right there on 1488, The tell Adventure us about Begins, them. comics, games, and more. Make sure you go in there. Tell everybody we said hello. 
They uh, obviously it's a comic book store. It's it's very well lit. It's clean. The staff is friendly and knowledgeable. But they also do gaming. They've got uh, cosplay crafting going on. They also have a trivia night. And then beyond all of that, they also do. What was I going to say? Oh, it's uh, Friday and Saturday nights are BYOB after 8 p.m. So every Friday night there, they do a parents' night out. So parents can drop their kids off and go have a night out, and they have some people to take care of them in a side room. And then after 8 p.m., I believe, they do a BYOB, and that's why this is my new favorite place to go. Absolutely. Uh, the 10% discount on pull boxes still exists, but it's, it is – there's a date. I know it. I'm not supposed to say it. You're running out of time. Bill told us you're running out of time. Um, so you need to go in there and get your 10% and get the box set up. Also, now the Dungeons & Dragons has started going. They got an Adventures League on Sundays. And I have a really sneaky suspicion Uh-oh. there might be a Heroclix game that starts up on Friday night when the BYOB begins. This this does sound like it's going to happen. It, mm, I, I think so. I think uh, it's going to happen. So, so courtesy of them, there's a $50 gift card that's being provided. So make sure you reach out to them. Enjoy their Facebook page. Say thank you. Um, obviously, we thank them. And then on top of that, it's just... They were great. They were. They didn't have a booth this year. Comic and they wanted to go around and talk to everybody. They were there all weekend. They were. They were warriors. They were con warriors. Not Golden State warriors. No, no, we don't talk. We don't talk about those warriors. Guys. I don't know, man. I I can no longer call him Stephanie. <laughs> he did go this off. weekend. He became a man. Wow. Um. So you know, Mother's Day was yesterday. Correct. Did you talk to your mom. I I uh, I gave her a sweet text. You know, this was a great weekend. <laughs> Like, I just need to go on and on about how great this weekend was. I, I could do I could do five more segments on Comic Palooza. So, Comic Palooza, great success. Uh, my mom actually celebrated her 59th birthday. And if Congratulations, knows Mama Savage. Knows about the Savage Clan. You know, that's a, it's, a lot of health and it's concerns. Very, it's, and very, it's a very much of a blessing to celebrate on the birthday with her. Uh, and then, you know, Mother's Day was, you know, happened. Uh, you know, got to celebrate with Mommy Savage, you know, another Mother's Day with her. They're like She's like double digits now racking these things up. Um, the Mumbai Indians won the IPL championship. We can move uh, on over from the that. weekend. We can move on from uh, that. But Mother's Day, Mother's Day was a big, was a big, was a big deal. It really was. It genuinely was. And so, you know, what better way to to celebrate our mothers? Let's just talk about some great mama. You're the queen of my heart. Oh, I was gonna go. Just killed a man. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's so yeah. many moms like damn really mama. Are. The Tupac version. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little about some good moms in pop culture. Pop culture. Oh, that sounds good. You know, I don't know if we have time to go through a top three. I don't think we either planned for it. Uh, <laughs> you know, because we had so much going on, and literally, I could talk more about Comic Palooza. However, I went straight into a coma Sunday night. Oh man, me uh, too. Uh, me <laughs> too. I didn't even talk about like the other cool things of this weekend. Not we'll to save that for next week. Uh, but yeah, so let's, you want to start? Who's a when I say. I'll start with I'll start with a terrible one of something I just watched. No, we have, we're going good moms, not mm-hmm. terrible ones. This is an example for if you want to be a good mom, don't be this mom. Okay, go ahead. Netflix. They just did the Lost in. I, I finally finished Lost in Space. Okay, she's a train wreck. Is she's she? Like, she's like the worst mom ever. First of all, her and the her and the dad were like fighting about stuff, and so she opts into the mission to go into space and recolonize. Dude, yes. So she's like, she's like, let's talk about this. She's like, you know what? You want to have a fight? That's fine. We'll fight. I'm taking the kids and I'm going to another galaxy. Then on top of that, the the sun doesn't pass like the stress test yeah. and stuff. And this this is an old series, so I don't feel bad. We're, we're spoilers, I guess. Um, doesn't pass the stress test. And, and she stuff. fakes it. She fakes it. So Wait. he can. Yeah. 
that would essentially the the computers were like your son is not safe for space travel and she's like we're good too late doing it by the way the last three episodes the kid is such a train wreck emotionally he makes every wrong decision see we only got to like episode four or five of lost in space do you know which one over here five we're only halfway through it's uh like by the end of it, the sun literally everything you're gonna be yelling at the TV. No, don't do that. Okay, so let's, uh, we're talking about moms and pop culture. Here we go. Correct. Here's another thing. So over the weekend, uh, we watched The Meg. Oh, okay. It was I actually very much enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I, it had like a Noe real me, cheese yeah. look. Knowing me, did you think I would enjoy that? Uh, you do like the terrible B movies though. But like no. being kind of scariest. Yeah, you don't like scary things. So I, I, I made the same comment. So in in the show there is uh. You know, the, this this sh- little ocean ship, I guess, right, shuttle right. gets trapped. Uh-huh. So they have to do this rescue. So there's this mom that's on this th- this on the station. And oh yeah, in the previous, the little girl who's walking through it. That's that's her that's her uh, daughter, right? Okay. So her daughter before this next part happens, Larry tells uh, Jason Statham's character, aka Master Henderson from Inter- Henderson ATA, <laughs> um, that. Uh, he's like says, he asks her something, and she says something like her dad is in like Taipei with a uh, yoga instructor or something oh oh so it's just the mom and the daughter right okay it's a death-defying mission and without like anybody telling her to the mom jumps in another shuttle and she's gonna go down and save these people leaving like, her daughter behind leaving her daughter behind with the grandpa who's like an older man but like and, come, for, and first of all does that mean jason statham is now the babysitter <sighs> he becomes i mean they i mean i don't want to spoil the movie but like <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah that's i get you want to be a hero but like exactly be there for your kid first man because like if, if you don't succeed now your kid now you didn't succeed the people didn't succeed and now your kid has no parent. yeah what are you trying to be randy quaid in independence day you're not that yeah. guy. okay all right now let's jump up to some good moms when i say okay. pop culture good mom what's the first thing that comes to your mind <sighs> invisible woman yeah? Yeah. That's the first person that comes to your mind. Yeah, she's the mother of the modern Marvel family, right? Kind of like Ali Savage. Okay. okay, she's not pop culture, but okay. I know, but like Reed Rich- or Franklin Richards, That's you <laughs> that know could be him. Kinda lo- yeah, sort right? of, so some of the ways they draw Franklin Richards does look like young Savage. And then the other one? Right. Is it Valerie? Valeria? Valeria. I'm not sure how to say it because, like, yeah, Valerie They've Valeria. They've got... We could be the Fantastics. <laughs> like, I should just... I really... The only problem I have with that is the implication that you're a smart guy. I am pretty <laughs> smart, but I, I would need to find a stand-in. I'd like, I'll be the thing. Yeah, I'm the thing. Can we get someone who can stretch? Who's is, Brad, is Brad Pitt available? Is there a yoga instructor? Listen, I hear, I hear there's a rumor that uh, John Krasinski... Would be the perfect Mr. Fantastic. He, yeah, he kind of would. And so, like, he'd let, have to like slim down a little bit again. That, that's fine. He can yeah. do that. So we'll keep him. We'll find someone to play um, Sue Storm. And then, is that right? Did I say her name right? Yeah, yeah. Look at this. And then I'll just have my kids audition to be the uh, the, the kids. I'm telling you, know what? They could pass, right? They, they really could. They really and the could. way he rages sometimes, like, bro, oh, yeah, he could be King the Conqueror in the right. future. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, man! It's uh, I, they're like you know they were kind of the first family like they are the first family of Marvel. They are for sure of Marvel, but also like in comic books at the time. Like there were other smaller, lesser known. Like some people are probably going Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. But like Billy Batson's an orphan and he's adopted into a different family. And blah, right. Blah. This was literally like he marries this woman. Uh, her brother's the Human Torch. His best friend is the Thing. Then they have two kids, and like they, it's the six of them. Like, and then as the four of them, they travel the universe, putting it back together. Correct. Then the, yeah. Then the then Reed Richards, Man, Sue Storm, go. and the two kids. I've got to go see Bill this week. I've got to get my pull box going. Yeah, you really do. You really um, do. This is the week because there's a new Fantastic Four coming out. 
Okay, like oh, issue okay. like four or five now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. also a Savage Avengers comic yes, came out. Conan the Barbarian is now part of the Marvel Universe. I recently covered this on my Sports Maps articles. I'm a Savage. Savage um, Avengers. You're right. It's, so it's it's Conan, Wolverine, Venom, uh, Elektra, and I think Punisher. I'm and in. And essentially it's like the Take No Prisoners Avengers. I'm sold. So when I think good pop culture mom. Okay, what do you got? The first name that comes to my mind, Peggy Hill. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Think of all the life lessons she teaches him, like throughout yeah, the whole show. And she's kind of the one who like brings Hank Hill kind of back to like when he starts like freaking out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, um, that's pretty. She's good. hardworking. She's very involved in the community. She is. She's 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 a role model for confident women. She is. She's she's very confident. She knows what she's doing, pretty much all the time. Um, I did, yeah, that's a good one, right? That is a good one. I like that. Thanks. Also, King of the Hill was just a, it was it was a, just an amazing. It was show. a great show. You know who's? Uh, I'll give you another bad mom. Uh, uh, another Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Morty's she's mom. Awful. She's the worst. She is awful. And then at one point they have to uh, when when Rick makes the like that rainbow dimension and she's like, I can't believe you made a dimension to keep me. And he was like, No, I made a dimension to keep the other kids safe from you. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> and it like dawns in her head. She's like, Oh, oh, that's. I'm the bad guy. That's not. <laughs> that's not good at all. Yeah, Peggy Hill's probably my number one mom. Um, any other ones that pop out like good ones to you? Uh, I mean, we are kind of the children of those middle eras. Um, so like the reruns of the Brady Bunch. I don't yeah. remember her. Uh, I don't remember her name, but Mama Brady was kind of right. Like she's pretty good. I mean, she's keeping together a household I, of like I know the, six teenagers. Yeah, I know the Cosby's like. It's Bill oh Cosby, man, Mama Huxtable! But she was legit. She was a strong, proud black woman. Any of those moms from like, thank goodness it's Friday back in the like nineties, yeah, yeah, all legit. Uh, Family Matters. That mom was pretty awesome oh, too. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, how about Full House? Oh no! Oh, why'd you go there, man? No moms there. Nope. No moms, no moms there. there. The Do you ever show. feel like Full House like just rips off a Tom Selleck movie? Yeah, I mean Three right? Men and a Baby. Yeah, which came first? Uh, I think Three Men and a Baby, I think, but I am not sure about that. <laughs> I'm genuinely not uh, sure about that. I'm not real sure what to do about that. Um, but uh, What's y- another good y- one? Y- well, we're, we're up against here, oh, so okay, we're out of time. But I've also noticed when you watch like sci-fi TV shows and movies, the mom tends to not be the greatest. No. But right? That's, but that's because like if you're using logic and you're into these weirdly supernatural situations, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You wouldn't do it. Like, oh, let me jump in a submarine and chase a giant shark. No, I'm good. No, I'm I'm good. good. You die. Yeah. Oh, there's a ghost who wants to steal my baby. I'm moving uh, like nine states away. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Well, man, it was was over and came before we even knew it. Comet Palooza. Yes. Like a hurricane. I always look forward. I look forward to it every year. Like these past two years, it just snuck up on me and then it was over. I, yeah, absolutely. That's going to wrap it up for us uh, here at uh, Nerd Thug Radio. This coming Wednesday, you got to get on the Facebook. I'm going to pump it all, pump it up all week. I'm starting something new every Wednesday. It's called Bathroom Confessions with the Captain Joey Savage. These are, yes. Little short yes. clips about some weird encounters I've had in bathrooms. I've already got three in my back pocket, so I'm good for the rest of the month. It's, yeah, they're Check gonna be great. those out. Also, Corey, real quick, the Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Help us keep making a great show for you guys in the entertaining world. We got a T-shirt of the month club. It's going to be a custom T-shirt every month. We take care of the shipping. Just tell us what size you want, and it's $30. Also, I just want to let you know everywhere you can find us. Check their social medias. 
nerdthugradio.com, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. At nerdthugradio on the Twitter, at Corey DLG on the Twitter, mm-hmm. at Joey underscore Slapshot on the Twitter, and then at Joey underscore Savage15 on the Instagram. And then we're, um, I'm also now writing for sportshouston.com and also for cyberpunks.com. Make sure to check everything out. We're everywhere, we're, and we're growing even more. We told you 2019 was going to be a big year for us. We did not lie. We're doing big things. For everybody we met at Comic Palooza who showed up at the panels, who stopped and said hi, we appreciate you. Absolutely. We thank you. And be on the lookout later tonight. There is going to be that drawing for that $50 winner. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs> <laughs>